dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. This is the word of God for the people of God. Now, may our hearts be prepared to receive this week's message from Caitlin Booth, entitled, Resolutions, Love and Forgiveness. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Caitlin. Uh, I think most of you know me, but I'm usually in the back of the sound room, but I wanted to give a sermon today, so here we are. Um, <laughs> also, before we start this, there are uh, WWJD bracelets pardon, in the back, um, so if you want to pick one up on your way out, yeah. Okay, with that being said, New Year's Eve is here, and with that comes New Year, New Me's, and resolutions that don't quite make it past January. <laughs> I'll be honest, on the rare occasion I make a resolution, it doesn't tend to last very long. I think every single one of us has been there. <laughs> the more com there's more common ones, such as working out more, eating healthier, staying in shape, etc., than there's not-so-common resolutions, like breaking a world record or cooking a new recipe every week. While those focus more on physical and mental well-being, which is fantastic, it's also important to think about our spiritual well-being. There are so many aspects of this, but today we're going to talk about love and forgiveness. Over and over again in the Bible, it calls us to be like Jesus. That means making allowance for things others do wrong and giving grace, being slow to anger, slow to speak, and showing love to others. There are countless examples of this instruction throughout the Bible, but likely the one we're most familiar with is the one we read every single Sunday, the Lord's Prayer. During the second half of this, we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, as we forgive those who trespass against us. In that one simple phrase we often gloss over, we're told to forgive others like God forgives us. Another beautiful example of this is in the scripture we read this morning. It's fairly short, so I'll read it again. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. Forgive the, as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. But why is it so important to God that we love and forgive others? Why are those some of the most mentioned commandments in the Bible? There are uncountable reasons why God wants us to act this way but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Atheists don't actually read the Bible. <laughs> I know, crazy. So as Christians, we might be the only Bible that they will ever read. There's a fantastic song titled Garden in Manhattan by Josiah Queen. It recently came out, so it's fairly new. And one of the very first verses says, On the crowded streets, all the people that I see 
want them to know the Jesus that I know. If I'm the closest thing to a Bible that they read, let the words they read be what you wrote. I love this verse because it helps remind me that I'm always representing God in my faith. I also wear my WWJD bracelet 24-7. I literally haven't taken it off in almost two years at this point. (laughs) If you see me at any given time, I will always have it on. I think it's really important to have little things, whether that be a habit, a song lyric in your mind, a bracelet, or anything else to remind you of how Jesus would react in whatever situation you're in. What would Jesus do? Ultimately, in every single situation, Jesus would love. I've also found that something a lot of atheists think is that all Christians are judgmental or even mean. That to be in this religion, we have to follow a set of rules, and if we fail, God will send us to hell. And the reason they think this isn't because that's what the Bible says. That's not what it says at all. The reason they think this is because of the way Christians have treated them. Non-believers have felt judged not because of Jesus, not because of the Bible, but because we as Christians have judged them ourselves. As Christians, it's not our place to judge. Now, I'm not saying I'm innocent of this. I'm not at all. I've judged people too. As sinful humans, nearly every single one of us has judged someone at some point in our lives. But what's important to realize is that it's not our job. Judgment is God's job, and he's got that fully under control. Our job as children of God is to love, to love anywhere and everywhere, even when it's hard, even when it feels impossible. The whole religion of Christianity is based on love, not judgment, not damnation, love. Every single thing that God has ever done has been out of love for his children. So to act more like Christ is as simple as just loving people, no matter their religion, no matter their political views, no matter their driving skills, we are called to love. Something else that deters a lot of people from God and Christianity is the idea that God will send them to hell if they do something wrong. People will argue, if God loves us so much, why does he send people to hell? But I think it's really important for believers to understand that God doesn't send people to hell. There was a fantastic sermon done by Billy Graham titled Life After Death. I really recommend you go check it out because I will not explain this as well as he does. But in it, he explained this fact. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. This means that hell was never made for man. It was made for the devil and his angels. If a man goes to hell, he does so of his own free will. God never wanted man to go to hell, and he did everything he could to keep us out of it. He did this because he loves us. He even sent his son on to die on the cross because he loved us so much he wanted to give us a way out of hell. But even still, people may argue, if he loves us so much, why would he even give us the option to go to hell? Why wouldn't he just make everyone follow him? Now, this is a really big topic to get into, so I'll save the deep dive for another time. But the short answer is still that he loves us. He wanted us to have free will. He wanted us to choose to follow him. He didn't want to force or control us. Therefore, in short, the answer to that question is still that God loves us. So if God loves us so much and forgives our every fault, it's no wonder why he would want us to show that exact same love to everyone else. Now, I know I've spent a lot of time on the importance of love and forgiveness, but how do we actually improve our commitment to it? It sounds easy, right? Just love. That's all you have to do. 
But I think every single one of us has found that it isn't that easy. It's a lot easier said than done. And for most of us, it may seem impossible, but it can be done. The most obvious but most important step is simply asking God for help, asking him to improve our patience and help us to show him through everything that we say and do. That part is pretty easy. It's the next step that most people give up on. To show love and forgiveness, God is going to put us in situations where we have to choose to love and forgive. If we ask God to help our families love each other more, he's not going to just zap us with fuzzy warm feelings towards each other. He's going to put us in situations where we have to choose to love one another, and he'll equip us with everything we need to make that happen. But ultimately, it's our decision how we act. It's going to be difficult, but the more we practice showing kindness and grace to others, the easier it becomes, and the more free we'll begin to feel. So as we reach the end of this year and begin our new one, I challenge you to make this resolution one that lasts. No one's going to be perfect, and you will have days where people will test you (laughs) more than others. But this year, try to be mindful of what Jesus would do, and do your best to show him in everything you say. You never know who you might save by doing that. Thank you. Coming from the mouth of a babe. Amen. It's true. A lot of us just don't know how to forgive someone for what they did to us. It is hard, like she said. But didn't God forgive us for all the mistakes we made? Yes, he did. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the word from Caitlin that says love and forgiveness. So many of us say we love one another. But Lord, when we do something wrong, Lord, they cannot forgive you for what we did. Help us to know that love and forgiveness goes hand in hand. We cannot say we love and not forgive others. Help us to love us, love everyone, no matter who they are, what they've done to us. And help us to forgive them and not to be judge of anyone. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.